Well, let me ask you, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I feel like I'm actually an introvert is what I'd want to be. Like, I would just want to sit at home, kicking it, not really talking to anybody. Well, that's just antisocial. So I'm an extrovert. <laughs> I'm an antisocial extrovert. Yeah, there you go. That works. <laughs> Perfect. No, see, I see you more as an extrovert. You see more of me or you? You as an extrovert. How do you picture an extrovert? And do I want somebody who's super outgoing? But that could be a personality color or type. Could be. Does it have to be an extrovert, though? No. Who do you think of when you think of being an extrovert in sales, of all the people you know? Um, oh, there's several. Um, but yeah, they're very dynamic. Mm-hmm. They're very outgoing. They're very friendly. They want to talk to everybody. They want to be the life of the party. But that seems like a, a yellow personality. It seems like my type of personality. And so that is, I, I think in sales, I can name a handful of individuals that you identify them immediately. John Heiner, extrovert. Personality is larger than life, right? Ray, yeah. extrovert. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but then you think of introverts as well that do very well in sales. That it, it Very much so. You don't have to be outgoing. No. In fact, an introvert often has more success than an extrovert. And I, here's why I think that. Uh-huh. Introverts have a tendency to kind of want to blend in and be part of the background, but they enjoy watching people succeed. Others mm-hmm. succeed. Mm-hmm. Extroverts are more of the, hey, watch me succeed, and you're going to help me. At least that's a very, I don't know, I'm painting with a very broad brush, but just in general, that's what I've seen very successful. On this week's episode of The Selling Podcast, we talk about being an extrovert versus being an introvert. Do you really have to be an extrovert to be great at sales? All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. Most people think that people who are extroverted, people who like being the life of the party, being the center of focus, having that personality that just dominates a room when you walk in, Mm -hmm. they think that's the really key to success because they'll talk to anybody. I've heard it described as, I have the gift of gab. Well, Mm -hmm. all that's fine, and that, that will work for you but it still takes all the background work behind it. It still takes putting the customer ahead of your own needs and specific wants. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. So in 1960, psychologist Carl Jung first described introverts and extroverts when discussing personality elements. Um, This comes from healthline.com. In short, Dr. Jung argued extroverts are engaged, excuse me, extroverts are energized by crowds and interactions with the external world. Introverts need alone time to recharge, and they're often more reserved in their manners and engagements with others. I was taking a test the other day, and we were talking about being introvert versus extrovert. And in the test, it was saying that just this, that an extrovert gets more energy when they're around other people. Mm -hmm. And an introvert, 
gets more energy and re-energizes when they're by themselves. Okay. By so that definition alone, like I think I don't know. I think you're I could be an introvert. introvert. No, I think you're I love. Oh, I just want downtime. Like I just want some. <laughs> I just want to curl up on a ball and sleep for a little bit. Oh, that'd be well, so amazing. That's, I mean, that's... Ex- that's just being tired. Yeah, that's being tired. But yeah. think about it. When do you really shine? When um, you have an audience, right? When Two nights ago when I was on stage with over 200 people. Yeah. <laughs> that will do it. But that, that's, that was, yeah. That's the extrovert in you. Now, that yeah. doesn't mean that extroverts have to have that. It's just that's, that's what you seek, right? And to your point, everybody thinks that an extrovert is going to be great at sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had many people come up to me and they say, oh, I'm sure you're great at sales. Well, the challenge is, is I'm, I struggle and my, with my personality, I struggle just to be very detail oriented. And because I lack being very detail oriented, then trying to keep all the pieces together, trying to prioritize everything, like it takes a lot of brain power, a lot of focus to be able to put all of that together. Because when I don't, then things fall through the cracks. Like, I want to promise people, hey, I'm going to get that to you like in five minutes. And the reality is, is I physically cannot do that. I don't have the time. Like yesterday, for example, I promised somebody, I said, oh, I'll have it by the end of the day. And the end of the day came, and I was feverishly working on a project that I had promised somebody the day before that it would be by the end of the day. And so I come to find out that, no, I wasn't able to get the person the thing by the end of the day. Because I was struggling to get the person yesterday before the end of the day. I mean, it's just, and so being an introvert, I think an introvert oftentimes comes with being more detail oriented. A lot of time, yeah. That, and that helps so much in sales. But that goes back to just two things habits and focus. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't know what either one of those are. Yeah, that's. It's kind of my challenge too, because I'm a, I'm a ready, shoot, aim kind of guy, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm exactly like you that the details are kind of meaningless. They get kind of washed away. I want to see the bigger picture, but I see myself as an introvert. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no desire to be in front of everybody and take over the, I don't, I really have no desire for that, but I think that it's the details. The organization that support both personality types or both styles, extrovert, introvert, it's that detail, a level of detail and commitment to just the, the, the process mm-hmm. that will make you successful. How you do it, extrovert or introvert, I don't think you can really change that much, but you have to understand what you are and then utilize that to your advantage. So, Mike, why do you think people are saying that extroverts are great at sales versus introverts, which I don't agree with? Why do you think, why do you think that stigma comes about? It's, I think of it in terms of like a batting average, right? Mm-hmm. You always talk about the people who have really high batting average, but the guys that are hitting 250 to 300 that are just trucking along, they're the guys that make it happen. Mm-hmm. The ones who hit, you know, 320 and they're just swinging for the fences every time, they get noticed. 
And I mm. think that might be why people attribute it. Oh, you've got the gift of gab. You've got the ability to talk to people. You're going to be great at sales. That's true, but you still have to do the work behind it. I mean, how many people do you know that get into sales and think, oh, I can talk to anybody. I'll be good. I'm going to be. And they get in and they start talking to everybody, but they go nowhere. Well, that's what Jason Lavasser a few weeks ago said about me on this podcast. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to drop any names, but yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> hey, he, he literally said that he had to tell me to stop talking so many times because <laughs> all I wanted to do was talk to people, but it got me nowhere. Like I wasn't closing deals. I wasn't doing actual discovery work. I was simply just talking to people. And that is not sales. Well, because humans are social beings, right? We want to talk to, we want to communicate, we want to draw close to people, and we only do that through conversation. Mm -hmm. I think the challenge is, extrovert or introvert, doesn't matter. The challenge is having a focus for the conversations and knowing what that personality style is, but still being able to get into the weeds and the details when you have to. And just recognizing and owning who you are. Are introverts going to have better questions? Well, maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's not better questions. But if they don't find rejuvenation through like a, a dialogue or a lot of people, then the feeling is going to be, I'm going to ask very detailed, pinpointed questions, very precise, thought-out questions. I'll ask those because I want to get in and get out. So is that more of an analytical style? Because you can be analytical and be extroverted or introverted. Or is it more a social aspect? Which one do you prefer? Hmm. So I, because that's a great question. We're going to have to get a psychologist on. <laughs> well, I slept at a Holiday Inn, so I'm qualified. <laughs> no, I, I don't think of myself as extremely analytical. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. But I'm also mm -hmm. an introvert. That makes sense. No, explain that. Well, you like, said how are, how are you an introvert? Oh, when was the last time you, you watched me walk into a party or a room and take charge? Yeah, when is when is the last never, time you watched me walk into a party? I've actually never seen that. See? But you wear exactly. But you wear bright shirts, demanding well, attention. Uh, yeah, this blue and off white. Yeah, uh, I don't think that it just doesn't happen. I'm not going to walk in want to be the center of focus, want to have the power frame in the room where everybody's looking at me and I'm commanding all the attention. But at the same time, I'm not the guy that's going to get into the weeds and detailed and think through every minute detail in a conversation. In fact, I might do just the opposite. I'm going to try and steer you away to something more light, uh, something more social, but I'm still mm -hmm. I still consider myself an introvert. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, and I, yeah, because I, every time I walk into a social gathering, it's like, no, I, I want people to turn and look at me. Yeah, it's bad. I need it. <laughs> I remember crave taking, it. Yeah. I, I remember taking one of those personality tests and we've all taken, I can't remember if it was disc or what it was, mm -hmm. but I got the results back and I started to laugh because I, it said that I was in a, Three, a three percentile. I can't even say that right way. My profile really? is in the 
yeah, only three percentile. And I thought that means I'm either an axe murderer or, <laughs> or, or something. But but I thought that's really odd because I'd never been, I'd never thought of myself as different than everybody else. But according to this, I was, or I am. So I don't put a lot of I don't put a lot of credence in some of those personality profiles. I know they're accurate, but I think your introverted extroverted scenarios can and should be controlled. You should know when to blend into the background and when to maintain the power frame. And that is a skill. How do you develop that? I don't know. I haven't developed it yet. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that the first thing is dispelling the myth that you have to be an extrovert to be able to sell well. Oh, absolutely. Like that's, that's totally bogus. We can kill that now. Yeah. We can kill that. But then I think that also takes just a, a serious amount of personal uh, recognition and self-evaluation. Honest self-evaluation. Really know who you are. Because you're, you're not going to fool anybody if, you can fool, if you're fooling yourself. You're not fooling anyone else. And so I think by understanding who you are, really focusing on that and looking at the limitations especially of what you're doing you can balance the extrovert introvert equation any way you want and just add extra skills in the situation so it takes personal uh, analysis right you have to know who Mm -hmm. you are and then be able to develop how to read a room that's the key i think when we're taking a look at this I do love the idea of of analyzing yourself to figure out where you're at. The challenge is, is when I get going and when I'm actually moving along and when you're actually selling, you don't take time. No. And this is why it's so beneficial to have a manager right along with you. Oh, absolutely. A manager to listen in to a sales call. When you have that and you're willing to change what you're doing, they're able to analyze it and say, hey... You're doing this, and maybe instead you should be doing this. Um, take a step back. Don't make it about you or whatever. Whatever. Sorry. Obviously, these are the things that I've heard. In my- <laughs> <laughs> so I had a conversation yesterday with a rep, uh, and he's kind of hit a plateau, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a great territory. It's, it's doing very well, but he's starting to lose business here and there. Little accounts. And he's feeling the pressure of others. And so he said, I want to talk with you and bounce some ideas. I said, that's fine. We talked. And I said, okay, I wrote down a bunch of questions that are very basic. I mean, they're fundamental questions. And there, I'm going to read one of them to you. I said, define and tell me how you define your accounts. And I just left it there because I wanted him to kind of fill in the blanks. He said, well. I don't know. I'll say, well, that's a problem. If you don't really understand how your accounts are even established, because I think there's three kinds of accounts. One that's not worth keeping, and you can mm-hmm. let them go, and that's fine. You're back to you're happy to see them. Eventually, you'll be happy to see them go. The second are accounts that are trucking along. They're doing fine. You need to protect that business. And then the third kind of account is, who am I going to add into my pipeline? And how you divide your time. So anyway, we went through some of the basic questions. And 
essentially I told him, you need to stop, get out of your own way, do a deep dive, evaluate the territory, evaluate yourself, and get out of your way. The business will happen if you're just asking the right questions and talking to the right people. But when you're all wrapped around the axle, trying to make mm-hmm. sure that you're covering and and he wanted to do it all based on personal service. Right. And I said, okay, personal service. Yeah. He wanted to take care of if customer a needed something right now, he's going to drop mm-hmm. everything he was doing for customer B and run over and take care of customer A. Made I, that mistake before. Yeah. And I said, it's not scalable. You can't do that. Correct. You have to manage the territory. You can't let the territory manage you. So mm-hmm. that was, that was the bottom line, but the whole thing came down to, how he's adapting. He is a definite extrovert in his approach, but he needed to temper it by being able to read the room and make the customer's needs more uh, important right then than his. What are some of those other questions that you have on that list? Like, I'm really curious because I, I do want to get back to, I do want to get back to taking time. You know, if you are an extrovert, you talked about reading the room, making sure that other people, if they're an extrovert, making sure that they have time to express themselves. And if mm-hmm. you're talking to an introvert, you know, not putting somebody on edge, making them more tired than they are. But before we get to that, I am curious, what other questions do you have on there? I had six questions, but these are, I mean, again, we're talking about somebody in medical sales who's calling on specific territory, specific accounts, right? Mm-hmm. So the six questions I asked, and these are extremely fundamental because I find when people are really struggling, they're getting away from the blocking and tackling. Yeah. It, it always boils down to that. First are these one, copyrighted right now? Uh, no. Should I? No. <laughs> <laughs> these are copyrighted because we recorded them. No. The first one, how would you explain your zoning? And we talked about that a little bit before uh-huh. in, a, in the sales territory where I have zones. So I know where I'm going to be on specific days. Then I territory him, planning. Yeah, territory planning. Then I asked him, how do you categorize your accounts? We already talked about that. The third one I asked was, how do you manage your time? By a watch? Uh, yeah, because that one's a big one for a lot of people because they start to do all these little service things and they let time get away from them, then they're, they're hosed. Well, I don't understand that question. That's really weird. Can't we should get just it move to on to the next by one. the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Um, no, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Literally, I have no idea what that question means. <laughs> and then the uh, the fourth one, uh, I had him explain to me what he was doing because he said his time was taken up in service. I said, explain what you mean by service. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Uh, then I asked number Because five, service could be selling. I love it. Oh, can be. Can be. Yeah, if it's done correctly. Right. But then I, the fifth question was, how do you organize your day? Which kind of relates to how do you manage your time? Yeah. Not exactly the same, but similar. And then the last question I asked him, which I think were the most important, of all of your customers, can you identify the five accounts that you would be okay if they just, poof, disappeared? And depending on how much experience you have in sales, no, let me take that back. Depending on how much experience you have in the current position you're at, is going to really help that answer that question. Because if you're just new in the position, you don't want to lose a oh, single thing. You can't. No. You just feel like you have to hold on. Exactly. And as soon as you've lost an account because you're trying to hold on and you realize you can't, 
And then a couple weeks go by and you realize, oh, well, I have a lot more time because they were asking for things that I couldn't provide. They're asking for quite a lot. I couldn't do it. I tried, just couldn't do it. And then when they're gone, now it's, oh, I have a fair amount of time. Yeah. That's a great question. The thing that was interesting about it, he couldn't identify those five. So he had, to, he had to actually stop and think and go through it. And I'm saying, if you do that regularly, who are the five customers that I'm spending way too much time on? They're too demanding. I'm getting, and I'm just not getting any juice for the squeeze. Yeah. Why do I stick yeah. with them? If there's, because that involves, then you start getting into opportunity cost. How I could be spending my time to drive business elsewhere. There's so much involved in that. But you're right. The panic sets in. You don't want to lose a customer. Well, there are, there are some customers looking back at it. I wish I would have cut off a long time ago. <laughs> I just I just sent in my res- resignation for a nonprofit organization that I work for, mm-hmm. and it was so difficult to do. There was there's some things that were happening that that it was the right move at the right time, um, but it was it was one of those things. I just I didn't want to do it. I felt like I could keep doing it, and then the reality was is like I I can't. No, and so it, yeah, I had a really bad day. Like it was a really bad day, realizing that I couldn't do it all, and that I had to, I had to put it aside. But then again, this extrovert. goes right. That's exactly correct. <laughs> this goes right back to being an extrovert, where, where, where I get. Maybe I maybe I am an extrovert, Mike. I think you are. It's it's funny that it's taken this long to try to figure this out. Um, but I yeah, I get rejuvenated by being there with the social you know ability social connection with these with these amazing individuals mm-hmm. the challenge is i don't have time to do it like i can't and so it was it was such this this feeling of i don't want to let it go i need to i have to and now it's like yeah i miss it but i love that time back yeah. oh it's so helpful it, it is because now Maybe you can get that to the end to me by the end of the day. <laughs> that was I'm cheap. working on that it. That was a cheap shot. I'm working on it. No, but it's it's so true. Like I I, I owe you that strap on the backpack that, <laughs> that was supposed that. to have been that, that's supposed to have been sewn like three weeks ago. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. I was just thinking. Oh yeah. Time, no, guess what? It's not sewn. Time. And I have to have it done. I have to have it done. Like I'll do it either Sunday night or tonight. Like those are my only two options to get it done before I have to deliver it to you. Time is the only great equalizer. Well, it's not the only, but time is the great equalizer. We're all given 60 minutes a day or 60 minutes an hour. That's it. Until you can find the time stretcher, that's what you have to work with. So you need to pick which one is going to be the most impactful for you personally, for your Mm -hmm. business, for your sales career, for your family. All of those, you have to take a mix. And you've only got 60 minutes an hour. Introvert versus extrovert. If you're an introvert, congratulations and know that we're jealous. Well, Mike, you are an introvert. Are you really an introvert? I think so. I think so. But I don't think it's to be jealous. It's just know who you are. I mean, I'd love to walk into a room and have everybody go, oh, he's here. Yay. No, but that's, that's not me. It, it's not all that, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just really not all that. I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> but, that, but then it's just coming down to knowing who you are, 
be true to who you are and utilize your strengths inside your own frame. Just know who you are. Know who you are, but don't be afraid to change. No, you have to be able to adapt. And like I said, those are skills that can be learned. Read the room. Yep. And that's what, when we talk about what makes salespeople great, I think adaptation to other personality styles, to what you're doing, that's what makes people really, really good. Yeah, it's such an art. No, but it's scientifically asking the right questions. <laughs> like you have to have the right questions to ask. That's true. And it's an art crafting those questions. <laughs> We're going to go on to this for a painful. while. Just painful. <laughs> Mike, really, really interesting. Really interesting topic. Well, I'll be considering if I'm an extrovert or an introvert for the rest of the day. Things to think of. And then I'll go up and on stage and I'll ask everybody. There you go. <laughs> Let me know what they tell you. <laughs> I love it. Scott. Interesting. It's been interesting, fun. interesting. Yeah. Very this is way too much thinking for the morning. It is, yeah, it's early. It's a good way to get started. Yeah, it's so true. I appreciate it, Mike. All right. You have a great week. Thanks. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.